Over this time, the community is gathering in various monasteries around the world, different centers where Lumpur Cha's teachings are established and practiced to recollect his life, his legacy. He passed away January the 16th, 1992, and his funeral was uh, a year later, 30 years ago, right at this time. And we remember the person, we have photographs, we have statues, have a name, Ajahn Chah. We have these words, but as it's been mentioned over and over again in the daily readings from Lumpo Chah's teachings, the words are not the Dhamma itself. They point to the means of realizing, embodying that Dhamma, that reality. But the words are just words. Uh, conditioned forms. A photograph is just a photograph. A statue is just a statue. A name is just a name. We use these as upaya, as skillful means, but their value is in helping the heart to awaken to its own fundamental reality, awakening to Dhamma itself. Being Dhamma, realizing that this has always been the nature of the heart. It just was not realized. And in these teachings of Lumpur Chah, he easily makes comments like, if you think you're going to die, then suffering is inevitable. Or, those who speak of birth and death are using the language of ignorant children. Yes, these bodies are born and they die, but the Dhamma is timeless. Ajatang, abhutang, akatang, asankatang. Unborn, unoriginated, uncreated, unformed. Amata, deathless. Amaravati, the deathless realm. Now we revere and respect the Teachings, a legacy, the example of Lumpur Chah, a great teacher. But if we just revere the person, just take hold of the words or the photograph or the, the statue, the idea, the memory, then that's, in a sense, missing the point of what he was teaching. One of the collections of his most profound sayings is called No Ajahn Chah from an encounter when someone came to visit him and said, you know, who is Ajahn Chah? And he said, there is no Ajahn Chah. Of course, there was a conversation going on. But speaking from that place of perfect clarity, it's a real Dhamma Desana, a demonstration of Dhamma, an embodiment of Dhamma. Desana, which we take to mean a Dhamma talk, comes from the same root as darshan in Sanskrit, which means a, a demonstration, an embodiment, manifestation. So Dhamma Desana is a manifestation of Dhamma, an embodiment of Dhamma.
So when Lumpur Cha says, there is no Lumpur Cha, or when someone asked him, how old are you? Do you live here all the time? He said, I have no age. I don't live anywhere. He was known to be an Arahant, the fully enlightened being, and not able to tell lies. So when someone says, how old are you? And he says, I have no age. He's not lying. But rather, that's the voice of the Dhamma itself. That's a Dhamma Desana, an embodiment of Dhamma. The Dhamma is Ajatang, Abhutang, Akatang, Asankatang, unborn, uncreated, unformed. So when Numpocha speaks the words, I have no age, in essence, that's the Dhamma speaking. That's the, a demonstration of Dhamma, an embodiment of Dhamma. The Dhamma has no age. Time doesn't apply. Of the signals of the world, the insignia of birth and death, our age, our name, our place in society, our family, these all seem so real, so substantial. Someone like Lumpocha was extraordinarily skilled in bringing attention to those assumptions, those habits. Look, these things, person is just designated into existence. There isn't really a person there. There are no women, no men, no Thais, no British, no Americans, no French, no Germans. These are all conditions designated into being. They become the form of a common agreement. That's all. There's no thing really there. There's no person absolutely there. No Thai, no British, no American, no German, no French. No old, no young, no long, no short. No quick, no slow. No here, no there. All these attributes of the world, of the, the human domain... These are all designations determined into being because of perception, because of the vipaka of birth. A human birth having occurred, then these patterns of perception, this scale of experience arises. My family, my name, my story, my age, my living place. As long as the mind takes these as absolute realities, then liberation is impossible. The mind that knows these things are uncertain, that's the mind of nobility, the Arya Wangsa, the lineage of the noble ones, is based upon that perspective of knowing clearly. These are just Human agreements, convenient fictions, based upon perception, based upon the vipaka, 
the resultant karma of being born. Landing in a particular family, in a particular country, with a particular language. Encountering Buddhism at a certain point. All of these come together to create the fabric of this present reality. Saturday morning, January the 14th, Amravati, winter retreat. Morning reflection. Here it is. This particular pattern. So if we really want to pay respect to Lumpo Cha, to honor his legacy, then in this moment, there is the actualization of that view, that realization. This is just the world of appearances, perceptions. Sanya. The world of seemings. That which knows the world of seemings, of appearances, is not limited by them. That which is aware of the five khandhas is not limited by the five khandhas. That's why liberation is possible. This quality of knowing, this is the only real quality that is at the center of each of our lives. What it knows, what this awakened aware quality knows, is the perceptions of the body, its shape, its sensations, its state of sickness or health, comfort and discomfort. Knows the sounds of the world, the wind rolling around the roof of the temple, rattling the windows, doors. It knows the world, but it's not limited by the world. It's not excited by the world or not burdened by the world. It knows birth and death, but is completely unconnected with birth and death. Like the sun, we say it rises and sets. Rises in the east, sets in the west. That's what the sun does. It only does that because of the point of view on the surface of planet Earth. From the position of the sun, it's not rising and setting. The earth is a pale blue dot spinning off in the distance. But the sun is not rising and setting. It's present. All analogies can only be partially accurate, partially applicable. This, I feel, is very pertinent, very significant. Birth and death, gain and loss, success and failure, comfort and discomfort, approval and disapproval, they all seem so real, all those births and deaths, because of the point of view. Just like this body of ours is positioned on the surface of the earth, this mind of ours positions itself on the surface of self-view. Then, from that position, birth and death seem totally real, just like the rising and setting of the sun seems totally real. If self-view, conceit, is let go of, and 
the heart instead adopts the position of the sun, then there's the spinning of the pale blue dot and the other planets, Mercury, Venus, Mars, Jupiter, Saturn, Uranus, Neptune, Pluto. All those little dots spinning in the void and the distant stars, galaxies. But from the position of the sun at the center of this solar system, it's not going anywhere. All those spinnings of the different worlds, it's just the nature of the world. It doesn't create any limit, any burden. There's nothing gained or lost through those spinnings of the little dots in the great void of space. When the heart is attuned to its own nature, unborn, unoriginated, uncreated, unformed, undying, then it knows comfort and discomfort, gain and loss, health and sickness, praise and criticism, just like the spinning of Earth and Venus and Mars, Jupiter, Uranus, Neptune, Saturn, their moons spinning around, it's just the movement of the planets and the moons, the stars. Nothing to disturb, nothing to get attached to, nothing to get stressed by. The heart abides at the center of all things. Attuned, awake, aware. To honor the memory or honor the legacy and the great gift, the blessing of this life, this way of living and being that we've inherited on account of Lumpur Chah's efforts and skill, his wisdom. The best way of honoring, expressing gratitude, appreciation, is to embody the insight that he himself was a representation of. To be in that place that says, I have no age, I don't live anywhere. If you have an age, if you live somewhere, then you're somebody. If you're somebody, then there's suffering. Don't be anybody. Don't be anything at all. Don't be an arahant, don't be a bodhisattva. Don't be anything. Embodying this quality, actualizing this truth, moment by moment, this is the most profound and beautiful way that we can honor Lumpur Shah's legacy. <laughs>